the left center field. Back toward the track. And that ball is gone. You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good evening. Happy Thursday, everybody. Um, this is Jim Rosati, Northside Notch. With me is uh, Tyler Wag- Wags- Wagner to Hopeless. How you doing tonight, Tyler? You know what? I'm here, living the dream. Unfortunately, Nardis is with us, so yeah, not I was that say, much of a dream. <laughs> I was going to say, lurking, lurking in the background is our producer, um, Anthony Donardo. So he'll be he'll be popping in from time to time um, with some some news, some some uh, some some mail that we got this week. So we'll answer <laughs> some mail that we got over Twitter. Twitter's been down like half the day. I don't know is what what. What kind of impact did that have on your life today? So do you think it, maybe it went down because of the election? And maybe it was like that, a... Uh, that might have been a thank God. Like It could have been like, like a... We don't need to hear it tonight. Russian hackers. Yeah, They, they took it down so that no one could tweet about the town hall that's going. Yeah, we just don't need to hear about it. <laughs> I don't. I, I, you're not changing anybody's opinion on there, so let's just not share it. You know what, though? That makes sense. I bet, you know, that actually, I didn't put two to two together. Neither did I until you brought that up. The fact (laughs) that there's, like, no Twitter during, like, all this right now. Like, no one can have, like, live reactions to it. Oh, it's lovely. I don't want to hear your live reaction. If I wanted to, I'd get on on Facebook. No, I hear you. Have you been watching any playoff baseball at all? Um, So I tuned into approximately three seconds of the Dodgers game yesterday and it was 15 to one. And that's what she got out of me. Yeah, no, I, I, it was, I think it was 11 to nothing after the first inning. And, uh, after that point I was like, you know what? I think I don't need to watch the rest of this. I think we're pretty good. So, right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not really entertaining to me right now just because there's too much other things going on. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big NBA fan, but that was going on. You had Stanley Cup that just ended. You, we're, we've been waiting so long for football. I'm full blown football mode right now. The Pirates were so bad this year that it's hard to really get into any playoff baseball. Um, maybe. Well, I know I'll get into it during the World Series, but until then, I'm just I'm kind of out. See, so that's interesting because like we went. Gosh, what sports basically shut down in March, right? And then we went. April, May, June, like with no uh-huh. sports at all. And then yeah. kind of mid-July, you know, July is kind of when things started picking back up again. You know, the NBA started their bubble. Um, NHL kind of got plans together for their postseason. Baseball did their little spring training, yeah. summer camp thing. Um, and yeah, it was weird because like since we went like three months with no sports, it's almost like, I don't know. I almost lost interest in some things. Yeah. I, I actually, even like even football, like typically I would watch football all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday, like this past Sunday, like my wife and I, we just like did housework like all day. Like we like, (laughs) we're doing stuff outside. We cleaned our garage. Like we did all these things. And like, I didn't watch 
any football this weekend, like hardly at all. So, so the weird thing about like everything that happened was, I think I got used to just being able to go home and turn on Netflix to watch TV that I got mm-hmm. to a point where I was like, it got normal. Yeah. So when it came back, it was like, well, Penguins are in the playoffs. Obviously you watch that. Mm-hmm. I was playing, but I mean, that lasted a good two months. And at that point, it, the interest fell to a flip was, back was, and forth. It was not a great product. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. it turned to a flip back and forth type deal. I kind of miss not having sports sometimes just because the ability to go to bed at a like nine o'clock some nights is wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, I can't do that. I can't go to bed at nine o'clock. Oh, I, I can. Uh, I can't do it. I tried one night. Like I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to wake up uh-huh. early. And I tried going to sleep at like 10 o'clock and I just laid there in bed for like two hours. This was like two weeks ago. I was like, I think this is a good idea. Let's try it. It didn't work out. See, the key is that you drink until you're just buzzed enough that you get really tired. Then you just pass out. That would probably work. I think, I think, uh, I think that would do the trick. Which is exactly what I did Sunday when I only watched the Steeler game, went to the bar for it. I got home about 530. I was like, you know what? I think it's nap time. Woke up about 10 o'clock. Didn't bet on any afternoon games. Forgot all about it. Oh, well. Buck, Buckle Mike said that I had my apron on baking cookies all day Sunday. <laughs> you know what? I did not bake any cookies Sunday, but I will say this. So, like, my wife has, like, kind of like a little side hustle where she, mm-hmm. like, decorates cookies, like royal icing sugar cookies. And I have helped her bake those cookies. So... No apron, though. I didn't wear an apron. <laughs> so You know what? Another thing I didn't really consider that I probably should have is maybe, I don't know about you, but myself, why I haven't been watched so much, we're opening back up like as a country. So mm-hmm. I have too many obligations to be able to just go home and just sit there and do nothing all the time. It's like, uh, well, we got a wedding this weekend. Nope, can't watch football all day. Uh, your parents want to go to dinner. Let's go get dinner with the parents, your dad wants to meet up because birthdays, this, this, this. And all of a sudden, I don't have time to sit down and just watch sports all day. Right. Yeah, no, it's weird. This has definitely been a really weird year. <clears throat> and like, I wonder how, I wonder how many lingering effects, you know, to the sports world there's going to be based off of just kind of everything that's happened. And all I want to do is just sit down and watch football all day. That's all I want to do. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do Sunday. Actually, Taylor's got a good game on Sunday, so I, I'm definitely going to watch the, that one. The Browns seem to actually be yeah. pretty good. Um, I'll tell you what, so. I will be – I go to the bar almost every game. I will not be at the bar for this game. I'm smack dab in the middle of Brown-Steelers territory. I can't do it. Yeah, so you probably have, like, turf wars going on there. Yeah, I can't do it. I there's no way I'll be able to handle Browns fans if it goes poorly for me, and I won't be able to hear be able to handle their complaining if it goes great for me. So I'm just gonna I'm a, I'm the type that I like to just sit there and quiet and watch my game. I have four other TVs because if you saw my Twitter picture, I had like eight remotes in front of me at the bar I go to. They just give me every single TV remote. I turn it on to every game I have money on, and those are my Sundays. I can't do it with Browns fans. You know, I don't really have, it was weird. So when I first moved here to Louisville, it was like, it was pretty big Bengals country. So there were a lot of Bengals fans here. 
Um, whereas now it's like everybody's turned into a Ravens fan because of Lamar Jackson. So like, it was just like, there's really, there's really no reason to root for the Bengals. So they, so they like poor quarterback play. (laughs) They 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 like MVP quarterback play. Oh, then they should go refer the chiefs. I don't know who, who's the reigning MVP though. Oh, woo. Popularity contest. Good for us. How many playoff games do you want? So here's the thing. So they basically switched to like a Ravens town like two years ago. And uh, like I'm what looking a at weird the weird place. Like I can't imagine. Well, there's Columbus no protein doing that. There's no I know. Protein, I just can't so imagine like weird, Columbus yeah. being like, uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins went to the Redskins. Let's, oh, sorry, Washington football team. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins went team. there. Let's, let's go root for them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, the thing. So, you live. Well, yeah, so that was even before this. So before this, they went from Bengals fans, and then they were Vikings fans for a few years because of Bridgewater. And then they switched to Ravens fans. Like, the local game that we get every Sunday is we get the Ravens game. Weird. You like, live if you in a look, weird place, man. If you look at the map, like the national map, you'll see that. It's like, just like one dot. <laughs> Louisville's like a dot. Like, it's gonna, it's got the Ravens game all the time. It's It's odd. I, mean, I, guess I, we get, I get it, probably. I mean, because they don't really have a team to follow yeah. here. But you're weird. not that far from Cincy. It's like an hour and a half. But I think it was just what it is. Is the Bengals have just been so bad for so long that no one, no one really has like a diehard allegiance to them. So they're very, they're very fluid with their with their fandoms. Couldn't do it. We can't relate, Pirates fans. Yeah, right. We can't really can't relate. Yeah, no. I think that's yeah, I mean having a team in your city, like you grow up in that city and like that's your team, like that's your city's team. So, you know, it, it's a little bit different of a situation. But yeah, like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't even imagine like I mean, I love Andrew McCutcheon, but like I couldn't imagine yeah. being a Phillies Just, fan yeah. because of Andrew McCutcheon. You know? Whereas here it's weird. That's kind of just how it is. It's a question for you. What would you do if the Pirates moved out of Pittsburgh? Ooh, that's a good question. I honestly don't know. I probably... I wouldn't would be, follow them. I would probably be extremely angry at them for making that decision. And I would not follow them. Yeah, I, I think I'd be with you. I think I would no longer... Like, let's say if they moved to Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? And they became the Charlotte Pirates. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would. I would not appreciate that move. And yeah, that may be the that may be the only thing that they could do that could just completely end mm-hmm. all support for me. I mean, yeah, because I know when. Well, when Lemieux was playing hardball and trying to get a new stadium or a new arena, mm-hmm. I would have just stopped watching hockey. I can't stop yeah. watching baseball. But because hockey's different, but I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I don't, it would be great to be able to just choose a new team, though. That is true, though. Like if the Penguins had moved to where was it, Kansas City? They were talking. Yeah. Like, it was if the Penguins had moved to Kansas City, I probably never would have watched hockey ever again. No, I would have just stopped watching like, hockey. What, what would the point be? I would. I probably would have rooted for the Blue Jackets and then just not watch them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, There's I think not a team I could say I would root for, though. I yeah, mean, I, think, I wouldn't root for the Rays. 
it would be a small market team probably, but yeah, see, I think what I would do if like, if that were to happen, I would just, you can't just jump on like a Yankees bandwagon. Uh, yeah. I think I would just like become like a really big fan of like, like, I mean, even like now, like I love certain players. And so like, I will watch those players, but I think that's kind of what I would move more towards is, you know, I'm just going to watch Ronald Acuna Jr. tonight, or I'm going to watch Juan Soto tonight, or I'm going to watch. I can't do that. Um, they don't get enough yeah. bats for me to care, like, to do that. See, I think well, I'd, so, I would probably go, like, I might go, like, A's or something, because I just, mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. I might go Rockies. I don't know. Someone that I can wear their hat and it matches my outfit. Rocky. It was all blitz. It needs a lot of black. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me black. That's so what about. So, yeah. to, to your point, how, you know, about the at bats. This was something that it was a new feature. I think it was a new feature just came out this year, but baseball reference started something that integrates with MLB.tv. It doesn't work for like, if you're watching MLB TV on a smart TV or anything, but if you're, if you've got MLB.tv pulled up on your computer, like in your browser, you can set basically a lineup of, of what you want to see, like from most important to least important. And you can put on there, okay, the thing I want to see first and foremost is Mike Trout at bats. Second, I want to see Tatis. Third, Soto. Fourth, Acuna. You can you can set an order. It's kind of like an NFL red zone type thing, but for what you want to watch for baseball games. And it, I tried it one night, and it was a really cool feature. So, like, you plug in, you plug in what you want to see, and then if none of those guys are hitting – then it'll just automatically go to whatever game situation has the highest leverage at that point in time. And so it'll just keep bouncing back and forth from game to game, whether or not those, those guys are at bat or if they're not at bat, it just goes to the, the highest leverage game. It was really, it was, it was really, that, that would be great for fantasy baseball. Aside yeah. from that, I'll just watch Netflix. Yeah, I think I, I just, that's, I just but, don't, that's a way I enjoy to, baseball. That's a way I to spend, like see everything though. Yeah. I just spend my life around baseball so much that if it's not my favorite team, it's tough. I mean, I see that too. Like, yeah. But no, that was I, a cool feature. I will get I'll go to work. I go to one baseball practice, I go to another baseball game. I go home. I don't sometimes I just don't want to keep watching baseball. I hear that. But that's just me. Yeah, like not many people were in my situation where my life is surrounded by baseball during the summer. Where sometimes it's just like, you know what? Netflix sounds real good. Let's turn on The mm. Office. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. And too, I, th- I do think like there's people even in a similar situation, just fatigue of watching the Pirates too. Where it's like, I just I can't. Why am I it wasting is. my night during like at least this year? It is like, hard sometimes. Like in, in like a four nothing game where the offense has like two hits and twelve strikeouts, and you're just like, I'm I am completely wasting my time. <laughs> and it's so weird because I know growing up, like I remember watching probably 120 games a year when they're terrible. Yeah, and then we had three winning seasons. Well, four, but I don't care about that fourth one. Right. And it just, I don't know. It's weird because you consider Steeler fans spoiled, uh, Penguins fans spoiled. 
I got spoiled by the Pirates with three play well, one playoff appearance and two wild card appearances. <laughs> well, I think that's what. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we went. We went. What twenty years or something like that? It was nineteen years without a winning season, and then we did have success yep. for three years. I was twenty and years then, old when I saw my first winning season. So I was older than that. Um, cause like, I, I don't, so I mean, well, let's see, I was, I was five years old in 1992, but I don't remember that. Like, I don't remember anything about that ever. And yeah, which makes me does, it does make me feel awkward about that, uh, NLCS game when people will say something like, I don't really care. I wasn't alive. Yeah. I was alive for it, but I, was, I, I wasn't, I mean, I, I was maybe watching it. I don't, I don't know. But like at that point in my life, I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, care. well, it wasn't that I didn't care. But I don't know. When you're five it, years old, you don't even like, have a fully functioning yeah. brain. So I it's mean, like, like, yeah, it's similar yeah. to like the Steelers Cowboys Super Bowl in '95 for me, where people bring so, it up. Like I was like four so years old. I don't. I know. remember that. I remember that. I would have been nine. I do. <sighs> I do like vividly remember that because I remember the the interception that, that O'Donnell threw like on that last drive. I I specifically remember. What is your like saw the okay. <laughs> All right. What is your first yeah. sports memory? My first sports memory is like major Pittsburgh memory. Okay, major Pittsburgh memory. Yeah, we'll go with that. So my my it's first like, my first sports memory is Joe Carter's walk off home run. That's the first thing that I like can specifically remember in my head. My first okay. Pittsburgh first Pittsburgh memory. Uh, I know. I'm trying to think back. Question. It's probably. So I remember. I remember beating the Chargers in the AFC title game before that '95 Super Bowl. I remember the 1994 home run derby at the River Stadium. So I specifically remember being at that. Um, I remember. Let me think. I remember the Giants. Ravens Super Bowl in I think ninety nine two thousand. Okay, it's probably the first thing I really really vividly remember. Other than like watching just random like none of it really sticks out, but just watching Kevin Young play first base and stupid stuff like that. Yeah, he was there basically all the the whole nineties. Yeah, that mm-hmm. just because my parents made me I play first base because you know lefty action, <sighs> and they made me do splits, which you know. Well, I mean, doesn't work lefty, anymore, you man. You can't really play anywhere else in the infield, and yeah, and then I got short. Yeah, I stayed short, I should say. Okay, <laughs> Pirates memory might be the first walk off at PNC Park was Kendall. Okay, and I think it won. That's a f- probably the first Pirates memory I have. Steeler wise, I remember Cordell, but so you don't remember. So you don't remember Three River Stadium at all. I do, but the most vivid one is the Kendall walk-off in a one. Yeah. Because my parents were dickheads and left early. And we were walking across the freaking Clemente Bridge. Yeah. And we heard the 30 fans cheering. So... Pirates won a game. Yeah. (laughs) I... So I'm one of those guys. Are you one of those no, guys? What? No, like, no matter Never what mind. you say, do you stay till the end? 
No, nah, my first my first memory actually, Pittsburgh memory is Kendall breaking his ankle. Okay, so that would have been I think that was ninety yeah. eight. Uh, yeah, that's it. I was five. I remember it. Well, I specifically remember that too. I remember like because our yeah, I remember my, in the hospital bed uh-huh. and stuff. And I remember my dad yelling at me, "You don't jump on first base like that. You run through the base." Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, no, I I remember that because that was something where like the, I remember we were actually playing pretty well at that point in time because it was like right after that. Yeah, was it the freak show season? So, no, that wasn't okay. The freak so show. it was ninety nine is when he got hurt, okay. and he was he was having a hell of a year. He was batting yeah. three thirty two. That's that what point he did. That's my guy. Three thirty two. He had a four twenty eight on base percentage, slugging five eleven. He had a nine thirty nine OPM, and then breaks his ankle out for the year. That nineteen ninety nine Pirates team went. They actually almost finished 500. They were 78 and 83. I'll bet. So here's the thing. You know what's funny is if Kendall doesn't get hurt there, does that, does like that 19 year streak never happen? Like do they, do they have a winning record in 1999? Possibly. I mean, three games, here's three another, game difference. Like maybe not the ankle, but the thumb, but is Jason Kendall a hall of famer? <laughs> because I, re- I remember reading. Stat. I, I read something at one point where mm-hmm. he was on pace with like a Mike Piazza at one point. So crazy stat that I heard the other day. I'm trying to look it up, see if I can find it. Um, Jason Kendall is fifth all time, fifth all time in games caught in Major League history. Sounds about right. I mean that's insane. I, I I would have never like I heard that last year at one point. Couldn't throw anyone out, but I would have like never. I would have never guessed that. Like I would have never have thought that Jason Kendall would be in the top five of catchers in games played. I love that guy. I like Kendall I re- too. Yeah, I was I was a big fan. It was kind of I, weird when he got in that fight with us when he was a Brewer. He had a lot of fights. He was a, he was a gritty guy. <laughs> so at you know. some, I've been saying it for probably five years. At some point, I'm going to sit down and read his book and just laugh about how much I liked him. I'll be like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I haven't I haven't read the book yet. I just imagine it's a bunch of him like pushing rookies up against the wall mm-hmm. and yelling at him for not playing the game the right way. He made $83 million over his career. Good for him. I mean, he signed like, what, a $50 million contact, contract with the Pirates for like 10 years? Was it that? So he signed, I don't was, know. He signed that 53? deal, I think it was in 2001. 50 but I don't know. I don't know. Years? If, I don't know. I'm yeah. guessing. I got no hands, no phone. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not really looking at that. I'm looking at his salaries. Like, when he was getting. When he was getting paid, he was playing for the A's mostly. Well, yeah, because he got traded for uh, yeah. da, 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 da. what was that douchebag's name? Mark Redman and Arthur yep. Rhodes. Redman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I swear he signed like a fifty-three million dollar. I don't know. I just like to flex the brain power from. Well, I think that contract is still. It's either still the highest contract ever signed in the organization, or it's second. Like it's. 
in it total value? Yeah, I think it's actually yeah, number one. I, I'm not positive, but I bet it's. I bet you it's know what? It might be sixty because uh, might be right above McCutcheon's. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I was a big, big, uh, big Kendall fan. Big Kendall him. fan. Um, it's my homeboy. How about uh, so? That's the earliest that you can think of. Denardo's lurking in the background. How about Denardo? Yeah. Why, why don't you chime in here? What's your earliest? <laughs> my earliest is a seven, a seventy-nine <laughs> early, World Series. <laughs> earliest sports memory. I hate y'all. Shot. So my is. <laughs> um, no, good question. My earliest sports memory. When Will Chamberlain finally beat Bill Russell. You know, whatever. I'm not going to go to Buckle Mike Route and tell you it, it was Mazeroski's 48. <laughs> I'm sorry, 60. Uh, his his walk up home run in 60. Um, so I have like memories of watching sports, but not really like knowing what they were. I, I remember oddly enough at my grandparents watching the, I think the were the Penguins and the Devils in a uh, Stanley Cup at all. Like way way no. back, no, no, they're they're in the same the same conference. The same conference. <laughs> that's how they yeah. watch hockey. I know so they probably were in the playoffs. I remember being my grandparents. They would have they would have played in the playoffs a lot. Yeah, I remember, I remember specifically watching that because even back then I hated hockey even more, and I was bored. Um, living and growing up in Jersey, I remember like seeing Giants games, you know, but not really paying attention to watching them. Uh, I wanted to watch Thundercats clearly and stuff like that, but. I want to say, like specifically, like, at a moment and such, is the the Braves, the NLCS series. That's when I was moving into mm-hmm. our newer house in Pennsylvania, and it's, it's on the bio. Actually, I talked about it on our webpage. And you know, moving into the house, and we had no TV, and you know, had like the seven inch black and white, and I was watching it, and that was what was on. And that was like my first glimpse of like actual like Pirates baseball, which somehow created me as a fan. I don't know. <laughs> But I would say like that's my like my first memorable moment of a like a moment in sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're so old. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to like so along kind of that same line. You're we talked about first first thing that you remember. How about your favorite experience ever? At a baseball park, doesn't have to be a Pirates game. Any any ballpark, best experience you had. Who's starting it? I'll start. Um, I mean, I was pretty. Just an easy answer for me. Um, Twenty thirteen wild card game. It was uh, just an absolutely incredible atmosphere. Honestly, it was like it was nothing I've ever experienced at a baseball game ever especially being a pirates fan for my entire life it was just a completely different level of like experience that that no no uh, no person in pittsburgh has ever had ever had um it was just like a perfect storm of like everyone like the drought the, the the team was fun to watch they played a great game. Like they jumped out on front with the home run, the Cueto dropping the ball. Like it was just, it was perfect. Like everything about that night was perfect. And and it was like, like, it was like, holy crap, we've been so bad for so long. And just the first taste of postseason baseball was just like, literally it was perfect. 
everything about that night was perfect. How sad is it? That's like our favorite memory is a wild card game. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you're right. But it, it was, it was incredible. It was an incredible atmosphere, incredible game. But that's, that's number one for me. Imagine. Be nice. Couldn't make it. I was busy working, you know. Actually, I made the the drive. (laughs) I made the drive up from Louisville that morning, actually, and basically drove straight to Federal Street and then uh, (laughs) went back to Louisville the next day. So it was a lot of driving. I I had just started a new job that day or like that week. So I, I was driving a truck around listening to it on the radio and like watching it on my phone. So the next two years after they won that, I was like, well, can't change it. So I went to work again, didn't call off, and they lost. And probably for the best, because when I got pissed, I could just go back to work. Right. But, but yeah, that's that's number one for me. And it's that, really, it's not even close. Looking back now, kind of wish I would have enjoyed that a little more. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what my number one is? First night of meeting the North Shore Nine, Ryan and Donardo. And Ryan was so drunk. (laughs) 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 I think that's, did he take a picture with Willie Starchel that night or like, he did something weird. Like with the statue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I just remember sitting on... Yeah, I was sitting on the railing and Ryan like just sitting there rocking back and forth. Back and forth. So, Wags, you gonna come downtown with us tonight? <laughs> All right, I got an hour to drive. Ah, you can come down for a beer. I don't think I made it down for a No, I did not make it down for a beer because the first time was Craiglet drove me. Yes. Yes, that's right. Another oh, fantastic night. <laughs> yeah. And I think so... that was also the first night I met Ruga. Sounds like an amazing night. <laughs> you had to be and, there. Uh, you had to be there. That was that was not the night that Ruga tried to jump a railing. <laughs> that was another night. Oh man, Bernardo, come on, Bernardo. How about you? First, your your favorite. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, unfortunately, I wasn't there at the 2013. Wildcard game, as you mentioned. I tried. I tried. I've talked about that before. I was sitting outside. We have, uh, you know, flag football back in the day back there. I was sitting outside. I went like an hour early just so I could be somewhere stationary trying to get the tickets, and I couldn't get them, unfortunately. Um, and like when I still lived in Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh area, the Pirates weren't good, so there wasn't too many memorable, you know, situations. So I guess by default, like my most memorable experience. At a baseball game is probably when McClendon took and stole first base. I was at that game. Mm. 
I did go ahead That's and tweet a good out game the ticket to be at. as I went through my ticket stubs uh, not too long ago to prove it. But yeah, I was at the game. That happened. Uh, that's pretty memorable. That's never really happened before. That's very good. And, you know, with a very terrible team in town, you know, that's, I guess, what I could grasp on. Uh, I can get to some other ones a little bit here later. But that's probably like my most memorable baseball game. Now, I do want to ask, though, Tyler, are we sticking to just baseball or stadiums in general events? We can do stadiums. I don't care because I got a good stadium one. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. I can do that. I don't love it. It's going to be Louisville and something about <laughs> Lamar Jackson doing something that every other player in the world can do. Probably completing a pass. So are we very are we rare for to, him. Are we moving to non-baseball? Is that what we're doing? Are we just going to do that now? Do what you want. All right. So if we're doing that, then yeah, I'm going to go 2017. Um, Louisville, Florida State football, um, college game day was at Louisville. Louisville was like number 12 in the country. Florida State was number two, I want to say. And um, it was a noon game. Somehow that game was a noon kickoff. And so we were so disappointed because we weren't going to be able to tailgate for it. So I actually spearheaded with our tailgate group. I was like, you know what? If it's going to be a noon game, let's do an overnight tailgate. So we got to the stadium at 7 p.m. Friday night. We tailgated all night, like until probably 2 or 3 a.m. Like we went hard. Um, And then we all passed out just like in our trunks, (laughs) like in the parking (laughs) lot. Woke up at... 637. Um started tailgating some more, made our way over to, to college game day. And then uh and I wanna say I wanna say we I mean it was the it was the worst loss in Florida State history. Um they lost by like 38 points. We just blew them out of the water. Mar Jackson had like six or seven touchdowns. And uh yeah, crowd was nuts. It was uh that was probably that's that's probably my favorite non-baseball or experience. And then he won the Heisman that Love. year. Yeah, he completed probably three passes good for him. I know it's a rarity when he completes a football to a receiver. I think football-wise, I got to go. The only thing that would compare to that 13 wildcard game would have to be, I think it was... It would have been probably Super Bowl year for this. What did it been? I don't. I don't remember the exact year. It was Myron Cope. They were retiring a jersey for him at a Steeler game, and I don't think I've ever seen something like that where you just look around and it's just a sea of yellow, like with the terrible towels. Because mm-hmm. Myron Cope went out. There. I think it was a Ravens game, and the Steelers won twenty to nineteen on like Monday Night Football or something. Might have been. No, I think it was the Ravens. The Ravens were bad that year. But, like, any experience where you're – that's the closest thing I can come to that 13-wall-card game, which I really wish I could have attended. But that's probably the closest I've got is just – a Steeler game is a different experience sometimes, like when Renegade comes on. Mm-hmm. 
that's also the closest thing to Cueto. But that happens every week. It's not like that. Right. So that's up there for me. And I was probably like 10 years old at the time, just looking around and be like, ah, this is pretty cool. Like it's what, one of those first times now. you get like goosebumps. You're like, what are yeah, these. I hear you. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. That is one like super unique thing that like I, I mean, being a Steelers fan too from Pittsburgh, but like the terrible towel like is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like we're like that's the only team that has like is known for something like, that. and uh, yeah, Myron Cope, had, you know, was the the guy who did that. So. But but that, like that's when, pretty cool. And then when Renegade hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Especially during a big game. Not when it's like a snoozer and they play just that on nothing. Right. Whatever. Okay. All right. So, and I guess this is why I wanted to ask if we're just sticking to baseball or not. Because I would probably say my next memorable one was, I mean, a guy I admired watching all my life. And now it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty on point. LeBron winning the title, right? The championship. We're getting, again, the LeBron versus Jordan stuff. So I will show my real age here. Uh, I'm not 23, if everyone's still wondering. But, <laughs> but so in 01, my first year in college, uh, me and my roommate were teammates on the basketball team. Big, you know, big time basketball fans. Love Jordan to both of us. And that's when there's rumors that he was going to come back and play for the Washington Wizards, right? It was all just rumors. Well, when you looked at their off-season schedule, they played the, um, I was going to say the Phillies, they played the 76ers in Penn State the very first game. So we had a really good friend also on the basketball team with us. He went to Penn State main campus. And so we ranged it with him. He bought us tickets before Jordan was even announcing anything, just on a limb. You know, we bought the tickets hoping. And then, of course, he announced his comeback. So we actually saw technically Jordan's very first basketball game in a uh, Wizards uniform <laughs> at Penn State <laughs> University playing the uh, 76ers. And one of the just strange, odd highlights is, um, oh, God, I forget his name. Who was the big white dude with a goatee? He played center for them back then. Oh, God. Played for Charlotte as well. Anyways, uh, that was when Britney Spears was, of course, popping. Uh, they played her video like on the you know the the middle arena part, the scoreboard or whatever. And I swear to God, he would just stand there, just staring at her the whole time. Everyone's doing the layup drills, <laughs> and he was just up there, just just watching. Her. <laughs> so I'm gonna Google the name uh, and come back with that's it. That's great. But yeah, so that's my second best experience because I mean that's Jordan, that's a legend, and I actually got to see him in yeah. person. AI did not play, by the way. He was hurt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Cool. An, an NBA. I've only been to two NBA games in my life. Me too, Jimbo. And uh, randomly, they were they were both in Texas. <laughs> I went to, been to a Mavericks game and a Rockets game. So just when I was like in those two cities for work, we just went out there in one night and caught games. So, but nothing too crazy about either of those games. I've been to two NBA games myself because I'm a Lakers fan and. Not in, not, I don't root for LeBron, so kind of cut that out of my life. No. But I did watch Kobe play twice. That was all I needed. There you go. 
And the one time, they lost both times. Actually, the one time, Ramon Sessions went off, I think, 28 points. Cavs were won like 15 games that year. The Lakers were good. And I think I yelled at everyone on my way out of the parking lot, telling everyone to F off because I was angry. I was in high school. And then the other time, LeBron had a big game. Kobe had a big game. Someone missed a free throw. Kobe went up, grabbed the rebound. Like they were down by like two. Someone made one, missed one. Kobe came in from three, grabbed the rebound, then turned around, winked at the camera like Kobe fashion. Love that guy. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So let's move on to. We got some mail, don't we? Denardo, you want to read us our mail? We do. And I'll tell you what. So to follow up on that, it was, uh, yeah. it was Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger. If you recall Matt Geiger. Here's all. I recall Matt Geiger. Did he go to, he kind of got a little Kevin Stallings to him, by the way. Ke- Kevin and Jacob. <laughs> Matt Geiger went to Florida, right? Um, he could One more no. before we, before we to, jump into uh, the mail time. Tech. Do you guys remember your first game with your dad at a the first baseball game with your dad after you're legally able to drink? No. I was gonna say that was one of my better experiences yeah. too. Just being able to go have a beer with your dad at the ballpark. That's cool. That's a cool time. I guess my thing too, I wasn't so like my family's in Pittsburgh and I was here, you know, when I turned twenty one. So yeah. I guess it wasn't yeah. I was already already away. Um, but no, I, I don't remember that. But I guess that would, too, Jay. that would be cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah. I was at a baseball game with my dad mm-hmm. after 21 and stuff. I mean, I know because even though I go home, sometimes I have, but I don't know. I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it's just like normal at that time, but you know, when we're going to games or something, I don't know. Yeah, I just turned 21. Yeah, and- I didn't have like that post. I'm just 21, like at a game, I guess, with them. Yeah. So that's probably why. Okay. Yeah, so we have uh, some mail. Yeah, let's get to this mail. Get to the mail. All right. So, on you, producer. Let me bring up the questions here. As a good producer would, I'm well behind and don't have them up. Uh, So, the very first question that we are going to ask is (laughs) speaking of Stallings. So, Jacob Stallings. Oh, that could have been a good segue. Jacob Stallings, trade him or extend him? (laughs) This question was asked by the baseball broski. What are you going to trade him for? And why would you extend him? Can I hit a buzzer for neither? I mean, you can do what you want. I don't want to keep him. I, I don't want to keep him either. I just think he exists. Like, he's a solid, okay backup. He's on any contender, he's not a real deal catcher. So he's just kind of there for me. He's a stopgap until they get whatever catcher comes up that doesn't exist yet. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah. So the question is trade him or extend him. I think if you, if you look at kind of those two options, if, if you were to trade him realistically, what could you get for him? Right. Nothing. You know, we, we talked about, you know, kind of the, the comparison to um, Austin Nola, right? You know, the, the, that trade this year. And 
you know, Asanola is is a better hitter. They're both solid defensively. Nola, you know, they're the same age. They're both like thirty years old, right? They're not they're not, you know, young young people whatsoever. But you look at, you know, Nola had a weighted runs created plus of 126 this year. Um, Stallings was 93. So I don't think, I think if you were to trade somebody like Stallings, the return would be pretty underwhelming. Like you'd be looking at somebody who, who probably isn't even going to be as good as Jacob Stallings. Um, you, like you're not going to get a top 100. You're not going to get a Taylor Trammell type prospect for Jacob Stallings, like, like the, the Mariners got for Nola. But I, I don't think trading him is really a good idea because then you, you run into, if you trade Jacob Stallings, there's really no one else there to even play the position. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the other options at catcher are pretty terrible um, for the short term and long term. Um, I also don't think you extend him. I mean, he's got less than two years worth of service time, so he's still making he's the league minimum. Really have one 20. okay year. Yeah, he's, he's he's making the league minimum for one more year, and then he's going to have probably a super two year for arbitration, and then three more years. He's not a free agent until 2025, um, when he'll be 36 <laughs> years old, by the way. So... I think what you do with Stallings, I think I think what you just do with Stallings is you just let him you you ride him out um, until he shows you enough to non-tender him, basically. Yeah, I mean you you you've you've already got him until he's thirty-six, so just ride him out, see what happens. Um, He can be that bridge between now and hopefully, you know, the catcher of the future of the next Pirates team that is you know, being rebuilt at this point in time. So I don't think, I don't, I think that if I'm going to answer that question, I'm going to, I'm going to say what Tyler said and go with neither of those options. I think um, is what I would do. Interesting. Now as the producer, I just want to put out there. So this year he did rank 11th in war amongst catchers. All right. And I just want to say, like, I don't think he's this top five catcher. Not top 10 catcher. I know this is a weird year, and he had a very good, good, like, two-week offensive burst that helped his offensive numbers. But I just want to say, like, I do believe he's an adequate adequate, adequate catcher. Um, I don't know. If it were me, I would be looking to trade him. You're going to get Maley back next year. You're worried about the catcher, and I know there's not really, like, talent in there, but I understand you're not going to get a top 100 prospect either, but I just feel like you kind of ride this high. I mean, he's he's got value now. You look to trade him. You get mainly back. You look to get, acquire something else. Just have some people back there until, like how Jim said, you do get that the next guy that's up for the Pirates, which I don't know who it is because there's still nothing in our in the system. But I do think someone would trade for him. You know what really grinds my gears too is what Tyler said here about he's not a contending like he's not a starting catcher on a contending team i don't know what that this uh, i hate that term because it's all about roster construction i mean i hate you look at the astros right now martin malonado like what is he he's been terrible this year and he's on technically one of the top four teams in baseball right now you know that are contending for the world series so i think there's a team out there that could be good but needs some desperate help at catch catcher and that's where stallings can come in I know your complaint is with, uh, I guess, semantics of it, but he's not 
a catcher on any Pirates contending team because they're not going to be contending on during his time with the Pirates. And that I agree with. Is probably a better way to phrase it. Okay, now that I that I agree with. So in my point of view, it's why not go ahead and look to trade him now? Uh, or I mean, it could, because be, it could be next. In year. my opinion, uh, the value the value that you're going to receive from him as a catcher is probably less than the value that you're going to get with his uh, comfortability with the starting pitchers where you can get more value. So, and the development of the starters that you probably need. Now, like, what are you going to do? Bring in a, if we're going to bring in like a Russell Barton or something stupid and some old guy to just groom some catchers and whatever. Bring back what J.R. Murphy. You got Maley still here. There you go. We're good. Love sure. it. <laughs> I think Jacob Stallings isn't very good, and I think this year was an anomaly. So, all right. So, if you want to sell high on him for nothing, go for it. Next, uh, next question in the mailbag. This comes from Tin Tin O Four Nine. What is uh-huh. the realistic return on Musgrove? Also, same question with Frazier. Someone with the ceiling of Musgrove. I, I mean, what are you really hoping to get for him? He's been a maybe middle of the rotation starter most of the time. Back in starter, you might be able to get a flyer on someone, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's another guy that's not really w- worth much more than he's showing. And the same thing with, I mean, Frazier especially is not worth anything more than he's showing. What are you going to get for Adam Frazier? A flyer, which that's not a bad thing for the Pirates. I mean, I'd take a flyer on anyone, but if they're not blocking anyone, it probably doesn't hurt to hold on to anyone that might show something and be able to sell higher on them. I just feel like you're selling low on both those guys right now. So I'll agree with you on Frazier. Like I don't, I don't think you pull a trigger on an Adam Frazier trade this off season because his value, you know, his value is so low. If you were going to trade him, yeah, you're looking at getting a low level minor leaguer who you'll have to develop for a long time, but you know maybe has a little bit of upside. That's kind of your best case scenario. You're not, we're not talking about any top 150 prospect, you know, on any any list. Um, you're probably not even looking at a top 10 prospect for most teams, um, you know, when it comes to an Adam Fraser return. Um, now I will disagree with you on Musgrove. Um, he's a pretty good starting pitcher. You know, last year was his best year as a starter. The K rate was way up, which was awesome to see. He, you know, finally cracked that sub four earned run average, you know, that he's been kind of right on the edge on his whole career, you know, it's three, eight, six. He, he eats up innings. Like there's value in a starting pitcher who can go out there and throw seven innings, you know, when, when he's on the mound, not a lot of guys can do that, but he can. Um, I mean, he's, he's been basically a, you know, over two and a half seasons, basically, because there's only a half season. He's basically been like a seven war pitcher, you know, over those two and a half seasons with the pirates. Um, you know, total. So he's, he's got some value. He's somebody where I think it depends on what kind of approach you want to take. Like if you want to go for quantity or quality, I think you could, I think you could land 
I think you could land a top 100 prospect for Joe Musgrove. Like, I don't think that's out of the realm of, of possibility there at all. Um, or I think you could go for, you know, maybe three guys who are all more borderline high upside guys, kind of similar to like the Starling Marte deal. Like you could get a similar trade like that, like a, like a high, high upside pitcher, high upside bat. Um, but I think, I think Musgrove's got value. And and I think if they want, they could land a top 100 prospect for, for Joe Musgrove. They could do that. I'd say do it tomorrow. Another guy that's not going to be involved the next time they're contenders. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement agreement with you there. I think he's a guy that you move this offseason. He's the one person on this team whose value isn't, you know, on the floor right now. To dummy stake. And to correct you, Tyler, you can't trade him tomorrow, but soon after the World Series, you can. Don't care, trade him tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Get the agreement done. Also, I do want to say Ethan jumped in. We were talking about Stallings. He is a super, he is now super two eligible this offseason. So he will be he's still got four more years of control after this year. So 21, 22, 23, and 24. So just to correct, just to make that correction. Nice. It'll be 35. <laughs> yeah, he'd be 35. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, so the last question comes from Tim Shady. This is going to be interesting. All right. So what is the most annoying sports team Twitter fan base locally and nationally? Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland is not local. Cleveland. Maybe for you it is, I guess. If we're going solely Pittsburgh-based, like Pittsburgh-based – Penguins spaces. Yeah, the way I'm so talking about is like yeah, Panthers, the Penguins. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. So I so I can answer that question a couple different ways. If we're talking about most annoying within the market, it's Penguins fans. Like no doubt, um, they are so annoying. Like and, and like I said, I'm a Penguins fan, but I one thing I can't stand is like when the Penguins fans bash. Uh-huh the pirates for like not being able to sign big names while the penguins, obviously they like were blessed with like the, the, the greatest lottery win of all time. Right. And, 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 you know, landed Sidney Crosby. They just happened to be terrible the year that the best player of our generation was, was, you know, there. So, and, and hockey, the rules are different so that you can keep players like that because there are salary caps and salary restrictions and things like that. It's just a completely different sport with completely different rules, and they don't make sense. You can't compare the two together. The Penguins fans don't bring that up ever during an argument. Um, like I said, I love the Penguins, <laughs> but but that that annoys me. Now their fans um, are like but, there's yeah. No, the, the the worst Penguin fans are the Penguins only fans. Like and there are those fans two. of the Steelers, yeah, not yeah. fans of the Pirates, only fans of the Penguins. Yeah, yeah. No, that and I said two each their own, but they. I don't know what it is about them, but they just—it's that they haven't. Like the majority of the ones that I see on Twitter are around a little, probably a little bit younger than me that don't remember before Crosby. 
That makes sense. Cause like, I remember the it's same with Steeler fans too. Late. Cause 90s, it's been so successful for so long. Early two thousands. Like I remember going to Mellon arena and there being and 6, having like ten dollar tickets, like six thousand people in the stands, and yeah, you could just walk in basically for free. Like I remember those times. I remember Generation X or whatever they called it, you know, and Rico Fada was the best player on the team, and you know, it, like I remember all that. And those teams were terrible; like they were just god awful. And and you're right. So like anybody who's probably twenty six or 25 or younger you know they just they don't know anything other than the sydney crosby yeah, Penguins. i mean i'm 27 but i remember it just because i was mm-hmm. actually raised a penguins fan and watched yeah. them all the way through so i got the post jogger free crosby era mm-hmm. in there and i remember them finally getting good again with gino and i remember lemieux coming back and all that yeah a lot of the fans on Twitter, I don't feel like remember that. Yeah, no, they don't. They, they jumped in the hockey at a late time. And then they became the number one team. And then also hockey is such a hard sport to really understand because mm-hmm. most fans didn't play it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like the only sport where like, you're right, like 99% of fans never actually played it. And I'm I'm included in that. So I, yeah, whenever yeah, I mean, we, we are, if I get involved in a real hockey talk, I'm like, I'm out. I I don't mm-hmm. understand sport in depth. Mm-hmm. I get it enough. Yeah, but no, I'm the same. I'm the same way. My my goal this year was to like get more well versed in like hockey oh analytics and stuff. Yeah, but those people are the and worst. It just it, I, it never stuck. I was just like, this is too much. I just want to watch them shoot the puck around, and that's all. <laughs> like I'm, but I I don't need to know all this other stuff. I'm with you. So, so, but I, but I think yeah. What was your other? Well, so I think there's two ways to approach this question. So there's differences because Penguins fans are super annoying within the Pittsburgh market, right? Yeah. Steelers fans are super annoying just in general. Like, but if you are from Pittsburgh, Steelers fans are completely fine with you. Like, it's it's like because everybody's a Steelers fan. I mean, it's from Pittsburgh for the most part. So it's like they're not annoying because we're all part of it for the most part. But, but Steelers fans are super annoying when dealing with other fan bases. Um, so I think like I said, it depends on how you approach that question. Steelers fans are very annoying, just not, not within the market as much as Penguins fans. So on the other end of that, where I just said the younger crowd of Penguins fans is annoying, the older crowd of Steelers fans is Equally as annoying. You guys just accept mediocrity and they haven't won anything in this many years. It's hard to win a Super Bowl and I can't do anything about it. What do you want from me? (laughs) Do you want me to like demand they fire Mike Tomlin? What do you want from me here? That just how you you, But it's the same thing like Pirates fans. Yeah. Well, if you guys would stop going to games, nothing would have to sell. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. They didn't have fans. He ain't selling. No, I hear you there. So I think I said I think there's two ways Everyone to answer that sucks. question. That's the way it is. And and like, I obviously I'm not saying the pirates just because I think I and I think objectively no, suck too. I think objectively though, pirates fans we know we suck as a team. So it's like we're not annoying about it just because we know we suck. But you know what it was? Pirates fans are the most annoying during thirteen through fifteen 
because I feel like the rest of the like casual fan base joined in. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, but they were annoying. Like they would lose a game. There goes home field advantage. Everybody, so ninety-eight games. So basically, the answer is everybody's (laughs) annoying. Yeah, everyone's everyone's basically just casual fans suck. Yeah. Now on a national stage, I'm going to have to say University of Kentucky fans. They are just the worst people in the world. I hate them with every fiber of my being. So you don't like I hate. Lynn Bowden Jr. I hated Benny Snell. I hated Bud Dupree until he finally started being good last year. Like I still don't like him. But like I hate the University of Kentucky and all of their supporters. Hate them all. Well, they hate. They do, and I will. I will agree with them on that. They hate me. I hate them. Okay. Yeah. So. uh my first fan base I hate is the Cleveland Browns. Any Cleveland fan, to be honest, I've said this many times and I'll say it again. If Cleveland got nuked, I would die with it and I'd be okay with it because I want that city off the face of the earth. I have friends that will root for the Cavs. Nope. I don't want their fan base to have a single ounce of happiness in their life ever. I want them to go 0-16 every year. I want them to be so miserable that they don't watch sports anymore. I want them to relocate again to Baltimore and give them a second team. I hate that city so much. Oh, but there's, but Cleveland fans are the most loyal because they stuck around through all this. Now they're stupid. And they still think that this is going to be their year. I guess you could say that about Pirates fans, though. We're also stupid. Yeah, we're not as annoying and tell everyone this is our year. We know this thing, are you? We, we, we know. We know we suck. We know, as Pittsburgh fans, we're only allowed to have two good teams. So once the Steelers or the Penguins suck, we might be back. Makes That's my, my theory on it. Yeah. And then locally is pretty much any... Uh, it's the Penguins fans because they're really annoying. In general, it's any fan that's a fan of only one of the Pittsburgh teams. Makes sense. Except for the people that are only fans of Pirates. You're just so crazy that I kind of like you. Like Donardo. I was saying, so does Donardo fall under the annoying? But I guess not. No, like if you're only a Pirates fan... You're just a little bit psycho, so there's something wrong oh, with you. Like you're a masochist, and I like, get it. Like if some, if you know, if that was the one team that stuck, yeah, there's, there's something, yeah. something wrong with you. But like Penguins only fans, Steelers only fans, like Steeler, Yankee, Lakers fans suck. Do those exist? There's like Yankees, Packers fans. Oh, oh, yeah. Anybody yeah, that's just fans of like people. whoever, yeah, they saw. Actually, there was a meme that went out this uh, when the Lakers won. I found it pretty hilarious because uh, what was it? It was something, something with the fact that uh, I see all the Cowboys fans are excited tonight. Oh, no, that's what it was. It was when the <laughs> Lakers lost that one game. And it was like, oh, all the Cowboys fans are disappointed tonight. And it was simply because the Lakers lost. Because, right, like Tyler said, it's <laughs> how many bios you see? Lakers fan, Cowboys fan. Yankees fan. Yeah. (laughs) 
I saw one like after the Yankees lost. It was like, don't worry, like last year, don't worry, Yankees fan. The Cowboys season's right around the corner. Yeah. So I'll say those are very annoying fans. But as far as that basis for me, I'll have to agree, Penguins as well. I feel like Pitt and Pirates Twitter and their fan bases have a lot in common. That we just kind of humorous. We understand. Yeah, and Mm. like you have to, you have to find the light. You have to find the joy in the misery. So you're just, you know, like you said, your mattresses, you're just making fun of yourself, right? Steeler fans, I actually, that's a very good comp, Jim. That's very good. They're very annoying to other fan bases, but like you said, like internally, we're all good. We're all good. We're all one big family, right? But every fan base, I feel like, hates Steeler fans. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering, too, you brought up Kentucky, and I'm wondering if it's just like the bias, like where you're located, because... What I was going to say nationally, I find two fan bases that are very, very annoying, and I find them very, very similar in a sense. And it's Cardinals fans, not Louisville. Notice how I said Louisville. Not Cardinals fans as far as Louisville, but St. Louis. Yeah. But also Florida Gator fans, I find extremely annoying. And again, it's all for like the same reason. And again, me, me here in Jacksonville, you in Louisville. Obviously, a little fan. Maybe that's why you find Kentucky fans annoying. But yeah, I find Florida Gator fans extremely, extremely annoying. Oh yeah, like I'm a Buckeye fan, and the things I heard, like just complaining about Urban Meyer going to Ohio State, so obnoxious. Just shut up. Yes, I had no, I had no choice in it. Leave it alone. And it's like I find Yankee fans. What do you want me to do? Be upset? He's but. The thing about oh, Yankee Yankees fans, fans that I find suck. annoying is they're annoying because they expect like the World Series every single year. Yeah, and that's I mean, and that's then when they don't annoying. get it, twenty-seven. But it's the same sense, you know what? You demand greatness. I will hand it to you. You know, it's it's when the Cardinals fans twenty-seven have to have every excuse of why everyone's against them and they would have won had this and that. You know, when they are a mediocre team, when you have a you know an okay catcher, you're like I'll never trade Yadier Molina for Mike Trout. You know, like that type of stuff. Like that's annoying. You know, like I no, no Yankee fan yeah. will ever say that. At least, you know, they're just pissed off. No, you're not right. winning. So, I mean, I can accept that. You're expecting greatness, okay? But yeah, Cardinals fans annoy the hell out of me, as well as Gator, and they're pretty much the same. So I'll say I'll I'll agree with the Cardinals fans. They are they are also annoying. Um, Cubs fans are annoying, especially now that they finally won. They're annoying. Um, Florida Gators fans, I've only had one ever experience with them. It was in the 2013 uh, Sugar Bowl. And we kicked their ass. So that was fun. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> they were super sad the whole time. Um, so I, I had one buddy who I went down with who was a Florida fan. And uh, he was kind of talking. He was talking shit, you know, the whole time, you know, leading up to the game. And then. And then it was just never close the whole game. So he was he was very quiet after really the first play. So, um, yeah. But uh, Florida, I could see that. I mean, knowing knowing just how the South is with college sports, they're really – they're all pretty annoying. You know what? Let's just lump all the SEC fans in general. No, it's funny I'll, you I'll say except, that. Except, except maybe Vanderbilt. Like, Vanderbilt yeah, fans aren't annoying. Are they really in the SEC? Exactly. Well, <laughs> just like Kentucky, like this Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, unless Lombard's there too. I, I just well, want to chime in with what Tyler said. It's funny he did say that because 
uh, Regis responded to Tim's tweet and said, SEC nationally, no doubt. So, and I get that yeah, vibe. You know, makes sense. anyone, you know, because I don't get it. How can you be fans of an entire conference? Oh, it's the dumbest thing ever. And it's like, it's a real thing. Like, I'll yeah. talk to Kentucky fans and they will like say that they're good because they're in the SEC. And I was like, this, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the fact that there's other teams in your conference who are good has nothing to do with you being good at all. They, they like, root for four other SEC team schools because they're in the AL East. They root for other <laughs> SEC yeah. schools to win a bowl game. Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't get it. Like if 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 Clemson if Michigan is playing, one, no, I'm not. I'm hoping Clemson gets just crushed. But no, they they want every SEC team to win like every game. I don't. I don't understand. It's stupid. But hey, it means more. It means more there. <laughs> sure, it does. A bunch of mediocrity, according to their commercial. Like those are the worst. Be, those are the worst commercials. Football too. heaven. Oh no! Those it's like the SEC. It just means more. I hate that commercial. Shut, I'm like, shut up. It doesn't mean anything commercial. more. <laughs> you guys are the same as every other conference. Top heavy as can be. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions we had, right? Yeah, that is correct. All right. Well, we want to wrap this up. Sure. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys, solid for uh, for tuning. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, we uh, there's going to be a podcast on Sunday. A cool interview that Denardo and Tyler uh, were able to um, be a part of. So look for that on Sunday. I don't know if one of you want to do a little teaser for that. Yeah, listen to it on Sunday. Yeah, listen to no, it. No, it's Sunday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not to give too much away, but we had a author on. He wrote about the 1960. Uh, Pirates, Maz's big home run. That's we have what year, huh? We we had what? What I say? What? Off garage, an author, an author. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you not, said a name, and I was away. like, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is also correct. That was not his name, but uh, we had an author on. He wrote about the 1960 Pirates, uh, and again, it was actually on the day of the. We did it on Tuesday, which was the 60th anniversary of Maz's walk off home run. So that'll be out on Sunday. And then uh, by then, actually, I think we'll probably end the World Series, right? Also. So. Yeah, we should be. So, so kind of cool. Wrap it up. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Um, like I said, listen to that on Sunday. And uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye, Girl Scouts. Bye-bye. <laughs>